Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy, C-I-Z-Z-Y, and I'm feeling a little down right now. I'm feeling a little down because I forgot my sweatpants and my hoodie at the gym, and which I was supposed to be wearing right now so that after this podcast, I could go out into this frigid weather and get my 45-minute walk in. But instead, I got to delay it for two and a half hours, do it later in the evening, and go my sleep. And I'm a little motherfucking angry. <clears throat> Just kidding. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, totally not kidding. We are at Leo Moreno Jr. Boxing Club, Overland Park, Kansas. Um, listen, ladies and gentlemen, super lit, super excited um, because I actually get to talk to somebody this week. Last week, if you were paying attention to the Voices of Value podcast, which you probably weren't because I only got like two views, um, you saw that I did a solo episode, solo virtual episode, and this week... We are back with my favorite person to talk to because we can just talk about random shit and I find it to be interesting. And then he's smart, so then I can just like keep asking him questions and shit to talk when I wanna when I wanna take a break. <laughs> so, anyways, y'all know what the vibes are. Before we move forward today, leave a five star review, press share, subscribe, follow, all the good shit to help us grow. And with that being said, introducing our guest for like the fourteenth time. Mala Gossampoor, go ahead and say what's up to the folk, folk, folks. What's up, folks? How are we all doing today? I just wanted to do that folk, folk, folks, kind of like it was like a, you know, like a arena. Echo. Let's go, 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 go. Anyways, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to talk about a variety of product, I mean topics. Apple Vision Pro, Kansas City Chiefs Parade. Um, uh, what else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about OpenAI. We're going to talk about... Uh, uh, Zuck being a hater, we're going to talk about uh, Yao Ming. We're going to talk about a lot of things, but let's start off with Yao Ming. Let's start start off Yao Ming, Shaquille O'Neal, Wemby, however the hell you say his last name. All of these NBA players are above seven foot. They hover around that seven two, seven three range. And you know how over the past like five to ten years we've been in like a season of cancellation, a season of like that's discriminatory, a season of I'm a victim, a season of, don't get me wrong, sometimes it's valid, sometimes people need to be canceled, they definitely say some crazy racist shit, and they need to be taken off the TV, taken taken out of uh, the money, you know, something the needs algorithm. to happen, some punishment, you know, there has to be a punishment, you know, freedom of speech to an extent, but we ain't out here trying to talk crazy about people, but in the name of everybody canceling everybody, I was wondering, should garage companies be canceled? Now you might be like, Why? <clears throat> So I was driving through a uh, garage the other day, and you know how they have those little drop-down panels that say, like, the height limit to, like, enter into a parking garage, and it says, like, you know, whatever the height is? So I seen the shortest one of all time. It was 6 foot 10. Now, I've seen 7 3 before. I've seen 7 foot before. And I've always wondered, well, why do they have a height limit that a person can't even get under? Now, sure, the average human being is not seven foot two. The average human being is not six eleven, but I think it's a little disrespectful that they have the height set to like seven one, and <clears throat> we got people like Shaquille O'Neal, Yao Ming, Wemby, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Duco, who can't even get in these parking garages. And I was just wondering, a lot if you think that parking garaging 
parking garage companies or the companies who run these parking garages should be canceled. Um, Carlos, how tall are you? I am six foot three. Do you know what uh, percentile of height that you're in by chance? See, I don't know, probably fifty percent of America the same height as me. You look one in out of every two people in this country at eye level. Is what you're telling me right now? You know, I like to see okay, eye I'm to looking, eye with I'm everybody. Looking Mar- I'm looking at Mark's fucking grin right now. You I, see, right I now? like to see eye to eye with everybody. <laughs> That's not what I'm. <laughs> Physically, you don't have to look down at people. No, nah, I'd be looking down at everybody. Yeah, you're yeah. in the top one percent. You look at one in a hundred people. You were looking straight in the eyes, ladies and gentlemen. Did you hear that? I'm a one percenter. <laughs> I am a one percenter. I didn't go to the league, but I'm a one percenter. <laughs> I make less than fifty thousand a year, but I'm a one percenter. I'm a one percenter, baby. You get to like six six. It's like half a percent. So and who okay? It's a parking garage. So that's why they, they don't. They that, so that's why garage? they disrespect black people in America because we only like ten percent well, of the population. His, you threw <laughs> Yao Ming in there. He's Chinese. Okay, let's yeah, not right. listen, listen to race thing. All right, <laughs> it's heightism. Heightism. Okay. Again, nobody's nobody's really talking shit on people. I have a question though. Like, can people discriminate against height for a job that requires you to like reach a box that's like six foot five of height? Probably not, because they have, what are they called, ladders? Ladders nowadays? Yeah, yeah, you're right, because yeah. i definitely seen, like, a four-foot-eight girl named, like, Leela at Home Depot on, like, the 37th rack up there on the ladder, mm-hmm. just pulling some shit down. She got a ladder on her ladder? <clears throat> a ladder on her ladder is crazy, because they really do have those. They're extendo clips, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Anyways, now, you guys are probably wondering, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Ladies and gentlemen, I just felt like that was a question that was worthwhile to get you thinking today. Um, now, on a more serious note, <clears throat> let's first start off with the positive vibes. I talked about it last week. Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champions, once again. Back to back. Yeah. Two-peat is, doesn't sound sexy to say, but three-peat, which is going to happen next year, sounds amazing to say. Okay? It sounds absolutely amazing. After a rough season, the Kansas City Chiefs pulled it together in the last three games what was it so we we had the playoff the the game to get into the playoffs or i don't know what was it a wild card game? when we played wild miami was that a wild card wild game, card game yeah. so we we whooped some ass against miami i mean we didn't whoop the ass but we, we beat them you know you know put a little we had a legerious need to put tyreek hill on his knees pause um and it was mic'd up so go watch that clip just in case you guys were wondering if we missed tyreek hill we don't, we don't. um and then after we took the dub there, we went ahead and slid down the street and we was like, you know what, let's go say hello to Buffalo. I had to make sure I said that the correct way. We slid down the street, <clears throat> went up north, you know, cold day, you know, frigid weathers. Um, shout out to Buffalo fans for uh, plowing by hand the entire stadium for what, $20 an hour? I was wondering how they did that. Like, you, first, no, first off, you had to stand in line for probably a few hours to even get the opportunity to help clean yeah. the stadium just so you could put your name, direct deposit. I wonder how they did that. Do you think they, like, filled out a W-2 or, like, a 1099 uh, form and then, like, a direct deposit form or something? Probably not. They what probably you, did. Because it's, it, I mean, it's not enough money. But how do you think they did it? Cash app to everybody? Could be a cash app. Could be like prepaid cards. Prepaid cards. That's exactly what they did. They probably did prepaid cards for sure. Anyways, shout out to them. We went 
slid through there. You know, fans did a lot of work for what? Nothing, because they asked lost. Um, and we took a dub there. And then we were like, oh, no, we got to play. We got to play Lamar. He's going to run all over us. They're going to dog us out. ODB, he, he might catch a touchdown. ODB ain't nothing. The only ODB we care about here is the the official ODB. We don't, who's Odell Beckham? Throw him away. Throw him away. Nothing. No competition to the Kansas City Chiefs. Lamar Jackson, he a cold piece. He a cold piece. You know, we ain't going to lie. He MVP. He, he MVP. MVP. He had a good season. But guess what? He had a good season. He didn't have a good game towards us. No, postseason. <laughs> he didn't do nothing towards us. So, uh, you know, we went ahead and crip walked over day foreheads. And then <clears throat> after that, Super Bowl. And they was like, mm, we're not sure. You know, they've had a tough season. They, I was like, why are you guys even talking about our tough season after we just beat three people in a row in the playoffs and show we're here to play? But they wanted to keep talking. <laughs> they doubted us. They underestimated the powers of the Mahomes. They, under, they underestimated the power of the Kelsey. They underestimated the power of our defense. And guess what we did? We won the Super Bowl for the second year in a row. That is Patrick Mahomes' third Super Bowl championship, fourth Super Bowl attendance in just six seasons. It's been a good five years. He's a dog. And all his stats compared to Tom Brady are better in his first six seasons. Now, does he have to hold up that same energy the next six years, the next 10 years, the next 15 years? Yes, he sure does because... Brady stayed along for a while. Um, but anyways, I'm done talking about the Chiefs. Y'all came here to talk about business. Um, so, damn, I did all that to skip over something really important. I'm going to let you handle this part because, as you can see, I'm struggling to get to the point of what I was going to talk about, which is the parade. The parade this year, I skipped it. Now, the past two years that we won the Super Bowl, I've gone. I've gone to the Super Bowl parade. Crowded, extremely busy, claustrophobia to the maximum. First off, I don't have claustrophobia. I don't get mad when people bump into me. I don't get mad when drunk people breathe and spit on me. I just am a little uncomfortable. And, you know, this year, I didn't want to be uncomfortable. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go. I'm not trying to save kids from getting, you know, tumbled over by grown men brawling in the middle like last year i say i was moving kids left and right here go sit next to your mama oh you can't because there's too many people to get you to your mama how did you get all the way over here it's a lot and this year something unfortunate happened um total of 22 people i believe were shot 11 being children they did survive one person passed away by the name of, remind me, Lisa Lopez, Mark? I just want to make sure I say her name correctly. So rest in peace to Lisa Lopez, um, as well as, you know, the family that's going to have to, family and friends, but the family that's going to have to deal with the, you know, emotional and mental repercussions of losing a family member for not only, you know, the next few weeks, but for life. So, you know, condolences to the family. Rest in peace to Lisa. I heard nothing but good things about her, uh, about the work she was doing here in Kansas City. Um, and, you know, for everyone else who, you know, might have survived, but also is completely traumatized from an experience that was supposed to be fun, celebratory, 
Um, those children were there because the parents, at the end of the day, wanted their kids to experience something that may never happen again. Now, of course, I did all the shit talking. I want I want Super Bowl champs to championships keep rolling through Kansas City, but at the end of the day, there is no guarantee. This uh, two times back to back has only happened one other time in the past, like twenty years, and that was the Patriots. So that shows you how unlikely it is that we win a third one in a row. Could we? Yes, but the whole point being, they came out there to have fun. They came out there to celebrate their hometown team. And they left traumatized and injured. And they didn't talk about the, the what is it, the extent of how injured they are, these children. But it could go from, who, who knows how injured they are. Let's just say that. But regardless, they're definitely mentally um, scarred. And I, I don't wish that on upon anybody else. So I just wanted to say rest in peace to Lisa. I wanted to... Send my condolences to the family who families who were injured and affected by this, and for everyone who was in attendance and you know nearby the gunshots um, and had to hide in bathrooms or hide under staircases or sprint to your car or maybe you were a part of some of the many stampedes that that happened throughout the area once the gunshots were heard. I'm sorry you had to go through that. I'm sure it was a traumatic experience. There's a lot of companies here in Kansas City in the counseling space that are offering free therapy um, to the community. Uh, One of our past guests being one of them. So I'm sorry, Caleb, if I don't get your last name right, but Adegoke. So Adegoke, I think is how you spell it. So A-D-E-G-O-K-E, I believe. Caleb, either way, go check that episode out and you'll be able to find his social information. I believe he is collaborating with some local businesses to do some free therapy sessions and there's plenty of other counseling centers that are doing the same thing. So just make sure if you feel like you need help or you feel like you don't need help, either way, take advantage of those services. It will probably be a tough road ahead. So anything else that you'd like to say on that before before we move forward? Just rest in peace, Lisa, and... Stay safe, everybody. There was two, there was two juveniles, mm-hmm. um, just being reckless and stupid, and unfortunately, a lot of people were harmed for over nothing. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's just not worth it. Nothing, nothing in a moment of celebration is worth that type of violence and that type of, yeah, that type of a- absolute stu- stupidity. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> it sucks. That it's it's our youth, but it would have sucked regardless of whoever it was. But it definitely sucks that it's our 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 our, our youth in this situation. It definitely sucks that it has to be you know a bad look on Kansas City who from who already has a bad look from a gun violence standpoint. Um, Missouri in general, as a state, I think is up there top five, six in terms of gun violence per hundred thousand popula populations or something like okay. that. Kansas City, unfortunately, always showing up in the top ten compared to you know, populations with similar cities with similar populations. Um, I don't know what the answer is when it comes to gun violence. I'm sure it starts with some sort of stricter regulations around um, just guns in general. What I would encourage everybody to do, at the very least, is go look up. <clears throat> go look up. Gun violence in America versus any other country in the world. And just look at the massive differences 
in terms of the percentage of gun violence that happens here in uh, in America, as well as deaths that happen from gun violence here in America compared to any other country. Just go take a look at that. And if you really don't think there's an issue, sure. But just go take a look at that. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, rest in peace, Lisa. Um, maybe we can put in the link... Uh, we can put in the uh, description uh, if the GoFundMe is still up um, an opportunity for you guys to, to, you know, extend a helping hand to your local community members. Um, all right. So let's talk about OpenAI, text-to-video, Sora. So you break it down, and then I got some thoughts on on this in terms of I'm excited. I think it's a... Uh, I think it's pretty cool. I think uh, there's going to be movies made from 100% AI in the very, very near future, if not already, that I'm just not aware of. So, break down Sora um, and this text-to-video platform inside of OpenAI. Yeah, so OpenAI rolled out a new product. OpenAI is the creators of ChatGPT. Um, They also have another product that you might be familiar with, which is now kind of integrated with ChatGPT called Dolly, and that is text-to-image. Mm-hmm. So you can give it a prompt, and it'll create some sort of AI-generated image for you. Great for stock photos, great for you know little art pieces that you need that aren't too detailed. Um, don't try and put text on it. It'll screw that up pretty much every time. Uh, we're not there yet, but um, they are working on video, so text-to-video. So you can give it a prompt, and instead of just an image, you'll get an entire up to 60 seconds video. So very simple to just describe what scene that you're trying to create and it'll bring that to life for you. It does a great job. I saw some examples that they're releasing, uh, which are going to be actually, they're only releasing it to a select handful of users because they know it's potential and they want to keep this very regulated. So um, they did have some examples of like actual human figures um, that turned out really well. I, I didn't see any like, you know, nine fingers on one hand or like, you know, four eyes or anything like that. Um, it was, it was really well done, and I was impressed with the examples that they gave. And a lot of potential, huge year for AI. It's, it's only February, and we're leaps ahead of where we were last year. Yeah, Yo, you know what is crazy? I think that... <laughs> I think that by the end of 2024, there's going to be more than 10 TikTok accounts... Instagram accounts, um, Facebook pages, or or let's just say group, I don't know, I guess it's a page or accounts that have upwards of 1 to 2 million followers strictly from somebody creating text to video um, AI-generated content in which they do voiceovers or plug those motivational voices or quotes into the back of the text-to-video image, and they're just going to run that out the water. So you guys know how CapCut, everyone's familiar with CapCut at this point. It's absolutely blown up, taken over the entire TikTok and Instagram world, especially lifestyle and fitness content. Like those two genres, like all creators in those two genres use CapCut and use like the pre-templated um, motivational messages that are like five seconds, and all you do is input your clips, and then it'll be like, clip, 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 and it'll be like, I woke up in the morning. Ashes, fire, death, my spirit arose. <laughs> it's like, the day it's, it's just crazy shit. 
or, or just your typical David Goggins or Joe Rogan motivational message or what's his name? Uh, extreme accountability. What's his name? Jocko Willink. Jocko, yeah. Um, so I think there's just going to be a, 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 a huge amount of content that comes out with that similar style, but the video, the background video is generated by like text to video. Cause that's the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, okay, what I used to do, ladies and gentlemen, I think I've deleted these videos, but I had like a whole bunch of motivational, um, what would you say? Quotes or, uh, that, but they weren't quotes that I took from other people. Long story short, I would go into my notes and just like write a day, a reflection from the day. And, you know, I'd always make sure it's like inspirational and motivational. And then I took those and I would read them into a voice memo. And then take that voice memo and put it behind stock video I pulled from the internet of like, you know, the sun rising and people walking through a city and it would just be my voice and it'd be like, this is your first day, your first day waking up in a new you, you know, whatever. And it would just be like stock video. So I was just like, I would just start running that back again. I would just be like text to video. I'd be like, create a 60 second video of fish running from a shark um, but then becoming friends with the shark or whatever. And right. then I'm like, I'm like, life is all about running from the shark, but then you realize it is not your pain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And just putting some copy over it. So I'm excited to use it for that. And I think people are going to start using it for that as soon as they launch that to full scale. Everybody has access. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. What do you think are some other use cases for text to video? Well, you have right now, I don't know if it's open AI or another, um, tool but you can animate it'll animate images so you can kind of get some movement mm-hmm. out of something um so that was what a lot of people were doing they would take like you know 10 of those so they create the 10 different images have them move for like three seconds you got 10 of those boom 30 second video mm. you know so like still you know something that's that's currently being done but yeah i mean the use cases for that are like are incredible it just it, you can get like stuff that would take you like just hours to do in like, you know, animation software down to like seconds. And it's like, that's good enough. Like we can just cut the bad stuff. And like, you know, I'm sure if you're, you have that ability to like actually create that stuff from scratch, it's going to be very easy to edit that stuff and kind of tweak it to, to what you want it to be. Um, it's just a matter of if they give you, I guess the, the file type to be able to do that. But yeah, uh, a whole movie being made out of that. I could see like entire, like TikTok series being mm. made out of that. Like you yeah. can just do a whole skit, mm-hmm. like just based off of like your own character. It's literally just the script. Know? And then you like, you finesse the, the, the copy of the script to tell the AI how to turn this into video. Cause at the end of the day, you still got to finesse how you're talking to the AI. Cause you can't just put a, you're not going to be able to just yes. put a script from a movie and expect it to create no. the movie. It's not going to work you like still that. Have to be a you got to tell it what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But if you could even put like your own image in there, like you create some proprietary artwork mm-hmm. and put it in there and it's like, okay, animate this. These are the characters. These are some scenes that I want you to like put the character in. This is what we're talking about in that scene. That's what's going on. Like, boom, the whole thing's animated. You've got 30 seconds of monologue that you can throw over on top of it. You do that 10 times, like you got a movie. I'm telling you, man, like the the young, I mean, it's not only for the young kids. I mean, you could be 50 and, and learn some new shit, but I'm gonna just say to the young bulls out there, who got plenty of time on your hands, you work, what, 15 hours a week at, you know, Chick-fil-A or something, get your money, hustle, but bruh. Stay up to date about this because if you learn how to master 
text to video in that specific niche and then you utilize that to create many animations and become really good like the go-to in class because you spend the next 365 days focused on that and then you literally just go out here and like cold dm cold message create free content in that niche or in that lane for all the youtubers out there bro you know how many youtubers like have to hire animators to like create some cool animations inside of their videos i've been seeing a lot of animated content inside of videos like i was watching casey neistat video yesterday and like he was having little animations like this is me at 34 but it was like a drawing and like you know a little animated image but it wasn't actually him you get what i'm saying like more of like a you know little I don't know, a moving animation. I was like, if you can use AI to create something like that for YouTubers, that's just one lane. I mean, there's plenty of other lanes or companies who love to use animations to talk about how we follow rules around the office or whatever it is. I'm just saying, man, AI is the area. If you're like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, trying to decide what you want to do, to like just spend the next 365 days focused on developing a skill in that area. Like, Right now, I don't think you should focus on like learning how to create pomp, prompts or help people learn how to use ChatGPT. I think you're already behind there, but these technologies are going to keep rolling out. So something like this. Huge opportunity. Yeah. Huge opportunity. And then guess what? In about five weeks, they're going to roll out another piece of technology inside of OpenAI or Google, what is it? Gemini, which, which we'll talk about next. Like They're just going to keep rolling things out all year long. So if you stay up to date on things that pop out right now, not things that popped out in 2021, a.k.a. ChatGPT, yeah. then, like, you good. Just stay up on game. Anyways, let's talk a little bit about Google Gemini. What is Google Gemini? Um, I know that you were trying to tell me pre-episode about tokens and uh, token context length, and I didn't understand what the hell you were talking about. So let's first start off with what is Google Gemini? And once we talk about what Google Gemini is, you can kind of break down for dummies what token it, tokens are and how come 1 million tokens is like some massive big deal. So let's talk about what is Google Gemini. So Gemini is now the name for what was Google Bard. Okay. That's what I was wondering because yeah. I was like, oh, I thought I was using Bard. Yeah. But then I think I saw like two days ago, formerly known as Bard. Bard yep. Gotcha. Yep, yep. So RIP Bard. Now we have Gemini. And now Sounds a lot better. Great branding. Great yes. branding. Much better name. Uh, much better features. Um, yeah, I'm. You know, Google was like, we got to be on the scene. So let's just ship something. This is Bard, whatever. And Google's very easy at killing stuff and like rebranding mm-hmm. and renaming mm-hmm. it. They do it all the time. Um, so Google Gemini is incredible. It is a ChatGPT competitor, but it integrates with like all of your Google applications. So she. Google Drive, Sheets, Word, uh, not Word, Docs, uh, Slides. I think you can even integrate it with like Google Meeting, Google Meets and stuff and like have it be like an AI note taker and things like that nature. Um, super, super useful because everybody's using Google products if you're a Gmail user and yeah, they're just, they're, they're killing it. And it's amazing because it used to be really crappy. Like I would use it. I'm like, yeah, I have ChatGPT Pro. I do not need to be messing around with this. This is just not even worth my time. And now, now that it's out, they have made some huge advancements that are not seen currently in the uh, GPT space. Landscape, right? Yeah. yeah. So 
uh, with ChatGPT, you can put in a hundred, I believe it's 128,000 tokens. And a token is just kind of a way that they've structured basically the, the inputs that you put in. So when you type in like, you know, a sentence, that sentence could have 10 words in it, but that may not necessarily translate to 10 tokens. Like the words a, the, that, they, you, I, them, those, you know, everyday, like very pronouns, things of that nature are not going to be considered like actual tokens. They might like your dog might be a, a better token versus just like a, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just a way that the model structures the input and breaks it up in a way that it can translate it into being useful to give you the best output possible. But GPT has a capacity limit right now of around 130K tokens from an input perspective. Yes. Yes. Got you. So you could give it, like I think you were trying to give it some Paul Graham essay, Mm -hmm. and it was just like, this is too much. I can't work with this. Mm -hmm. So it's over 128,000 tokens. Tokens, right. Gemini is capable of a million tokens input right they gave it a movie this old black and white film and they were like hey find the scene where the character takes a note out of the other guy's pocket tell us what the note says and tell us why that's important to the plot boom just like that and even time stamped it and pulled it from directly from the actual movie so like yeah here's the clip of where that happens this is why it's important to the plot here's what the note says incredible Really, what I uh, what I want to like from what you just said there, what I want to happen is Gemini to launch like a podcast editing software competitor to like Riverside, and then all you do is just remember what you talked about in the show and be like, hey, go uh, pull out the part where I talked to Malad about you know how to do backflips down the road, and then give me the timestamp for that and clip it. That disgusting that would be filthy yeah it would be filthy oh just that would make you would you would kill the whole editing industry industry for real you'd shut the whole shit down oh yeah yeah Yeah. because all you have to do is remember what you talked about Mm -hmm. and premiere goodbye yeah (laughs) opus goodbye goodbye uh uh, 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 riverside goodbye Goodbye. hey google if y'all end up doing that just remember i gave you the idea (laughs) continue Yeah, so so incredible capability. And then you've got all the, the integrations with just, you know, the Google Cloud, the Google Drive. So if somebody is like a, a Google ecosystem guy, right? Like they function primarily in Google, which m- most people do. Um, I would say a large population of individuals are there or Outlook. I, I mean, like the Microsoft family. Yeah. Microsoft family or the Google family of Word documents versus Google Docs or this versus that. I don't even know of any other. So like... Is there anyone else who has like a suite of products that are used on the daily, like Microsoft and Google? Not, not really. I can't think of a single one. I guess you could argue Notion could be slightly. You could be a weirdo and use like Apple Pages and. That is fucking weird. Yeah, you could be. Hey, a, yo, Duffy, a previous guest, you weird for that. Because <laughs> she be using Pages. Look, using I pages swear to God, she had uh, like a full breakdown of Pages. She's using Pages. I even went and downloaded Pages just because just I saw her you, using Pages. Oh, yeah. And then I was like. I ain't using no goddamn pages and deleted pages right back off my, yeah. my off my MacBook. So that is crazy. I guess you could use. You could. That'd be wild. Yeah. Duffy. That shit's not even online at all. Duffy, you're a weird one. A weird one you are. Anyways, that's crazy. So um, Google Gemini, would you say that people who use Google should use Gemini or ChatGPT or both? 
I would definitely check it out. I actually haven't gotten the chance to play with it. It's been a busy week. I feel like I kind of want to like buy it for or pay for it just for a month just to see how well it integrates into everything. Because a lot of times, like some of these little AI integrations that are popping up and all these companies are actually getting on my nerves. LinkedIn now has little AI recommendations to like... Oh, for for like post or like hashtag weird hashtag things or like uh like responses facebook started doing that and now you're seeing in like facebook groups all across the facebook ecosystem like people are just writing yeah. the exact same shit because ai suggested to them to write same that shit. and so now they're writing that um and people are like wondering like why is everyone in my group saying this and it's because they're just clicking whatever the, the, the ai oh, recommendation was from facebook and i hate it respectfully so like I wonder if like it's doing going to do the same thing like the Gemini connection to slides like is it going to keep recommending I do this I'm like bro calm down dog get out my face you know honestly probably yeah I feel uh, like we'll see. but it's also like the ex- exploration process for these companies they got to figure out what are your users like should there be an easy turn off button like do we need to, to delete the all these things this, uh, episode is launch ship just ship it and then just figure ship it, it. Out. I mean, shout out to the startup ecosystem. That's what yeah. the, that's what the mindset is for most people. Ship it. Companies like Google are doing it. So yeah. If Google can do it, then why can't you just kill it and rename it Gemini? Why can't you just launch the product and figure it out as you go? Real talk be though, because I'm getting so annoyed with people when they're like, especially when you go to these, some of these startup events and they're like, I just, I just like, is it going to ruin everything if I change my name, bro? You have four customers. No, it's not. You have four customers, and that's awesome. I'm happy you have four customers, but you can literally do whatever the fuck you want there are with no your company rules. right now. There, there are no rules. Yeah, especially not right now. Just pay your taxes. You'll be all right. That part. Speaking of that, shout out. You know what? What's her name? I mean, I know her name, but I'm going to have to. Listen, if y'all need a tax lady, Joy Adams, that's my that's my tax queen, all right? Now, I don't come at a little, you know, cheap penny, but my taxes for my business were looking mighty disgusting this year. And guess what? I still don't want to pay what I got to pay, but I was expecting like 4000 more. At least the calculations I was coming to were coming around, you know, a little, little higher. And she cut that like 60% of that down, you know, because of the tax brain she got. Help me out. All right. So if y'all need some help, she calls you, picks up the phone, text responds at you all year long. You don't, you know, we we be chatting. She don't. She just schedules random call. Oh, you want to jump on a call? Yeah, feel free. Any tax question I have, free, ready to go. Joy Adams Tax Services, J W A. All right, let me know if y'all need her. I'm a plugger. That being said, let's move on to pay the, your taxes. Uh, yes, pay your taxes. Let's move on to this AI live streaming app I sent you yesterday. Okay, now this is amazing. Absolutely, you amazing. you break it down. This is amazing though. Yeah, so it is basically a experiment that this guy created it's an app that does that gives you the ability to fake live streams so you can go onto a live stream and straight up it will fake your followers the people that are on the stream it interacts with your voice so it'll like it knows what you're talking about and will just post comments in the live feed about that you can set it to however many uh you know viewers that you want and what i the video that i saw promoting this was the guy going around and trying to get into parties in Miami. So he's walking around and he goes up to a bouncer. And he's like, Hey, yo, I got like 25,000 people on this live stream. Say what's up to the, say what's up to the people. And he's like, Hey, yo, what's up everybody. And everyone in the comments is like, Hey, Hey, what's going on? 
And he's like, yo, can I, can I go in? And he, the bouncer just like lets him in. And then there's like the guy who like runs the party. He's like, who are you? He's like, oh dude, I got like 18,000 people on the live stream. Say what's up. And he's like saying what's up to them. And then he like starts plugging his artwork or whatever, like he was going on. Uh, another clip in that video was him uh, at a, like a pool party with, uh, with girls. And he's like, you know, talking to him like, Hey, yo, Oh, Drake's in the chat. What's up, Drake? And like, Drake actually jumps onto the video. And he's like, he's like, what you what you on, Drake? He's like, oh, you know, what those? <laughs> and then he turns the video, and then Drake turns the video around. He's like, ain't nobody in here. <laughs> Yo, it's really crazy, to be honest. Um, I've never heard of this person before. What I think is funny is like, he's definitely a specific lane, but I love that he's like oh, yeah. smart and in a specific lane. It's always interesting, like, the parallels of like different worlds. All right. So when we think top G, we think ignorant. We think, we think, uh, you know, rude to women. We think, so toxic, uh, masculinity. toxic masculinity. We think like douche bro. Like this is, these are the things we think. Right. But we also think like jacked tattoos, bumps people in the gym, get off my weights. Like this yeah. is what we think when we think like, you know, top G. So this guy who created this product, his name is, I'm not going to say his name yet, but his uh, caption says Top Tech G. So it immediately lets you know the energy he's on, right? Mm-hmm. And like if you're familiar with, you know, Red Pill, Blue Pill Nation online, it immediately lets you know like what world he exists in. And even like he has like shades on and looks like just a bro at like a party. And then like, I mean, the product he created is also like in this lane. Like it's all about clout. Like how do I get clout, clout attention? Utilize this clout chasing and attention energy. It's like, it's like a tech version of the influencers that go to like fake private jet plane things and like get in a private jet, yeah. like fake one or thing or and pretend rent a rent a Ferrari, that or energy, that but on the tech side of things. Side, yep. And it's pretty sick. I wonder how he created this. But anyways, apparently really smart. Ethan Kaiser dash big brain. So the company's called big brain. Um, and this app is called parallel live. Go check them out on tiktok it's ethan kaiser some pretty hilarious content and a very interesting technology i'm glad you sent it i didn't really want to watch it when you sent it so i was like hey just tell me what it is um so and then i told you and you were like that's fucking great i was like that's amazing like i'm actually kind of just want to watch this content right now instead of doing this episode (laughs) but anyways continue yeah yeah that's that's pretty fire so parallel live uh fake Fake celebrities come on to your Instagram live and it looks very real. It shows like not shows like you got like a hundred thousand people on your live. It shows you like, you know, your front comments camera keep coming in. comments keep coming in okay. that are relevant to Whatever what you're, you're talking about. about. Yep. And then like like the artist responds to what you're saying. Or yeah. like whoever the celebrity is is like response. I don't get it. I don't know how it works. Uh, it's, Did you look that up at all? Well, it's just it's basically chat GBT but through video. You know, you're it's just taking whatever you're saying, mm-hmm. translating that into tokens, giving that back to a model. Then the model says, "Okay, let me get, say this back in Drake's voice or fucking Rihanna's, whoever." Right? Like, let me just say that in their voice, and then what are the regulations yeah. on that? That's what I I kind of want to know. Like, that's pretty gangster, but then on the flip side, like there got to be yeah, some. We're not there yet with the regulations. Yeah, but. yeah, that'll take a while. I think it's like it's, this. Uh, on regulations, they did regulate uh, AI spam calls. So now, uh, if you didn't opt into anything, uh, nobody can call you using AI. So that that's good. Uh, if you opt, like you know, we've we've seen the sales calls. The big mm-hmm. one is uh, I think it's Air AI, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they do like the the Tesla sales call. So like if you're calling Tesla, 
you know, that's legal, but you know, nobody can call you up and just like try and spam you into something using an AI voice model or whatever. Yeah. And some of that shit is crazy. You've been seeing like some of the scams on old people when they pretend like they're your son. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Oh dad, dad, that'd I'm be, in danger. Like I crashed sure. my vehicle. Like people are getting Traffic hit for like hundreds money, of thousands yeah. of dollars. Yeah. I was like, damn, like, I guess people really are gullible, but maybe it's really that good. Like, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's. Well, anyway, Parallel Live is like $36 for the year or whatever. So pretty affordable, you know, if you pay for the year up front. And, uh, yeah, you can go chase some clout, see how people, uh, you know, treat you differently when they think you're famous and you've got 100,000 people on live. Like, Hey, watch, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do this and I'm going I'm to pretend like I'm talking to Drake and I'm going to put it, uh, I'm going to put it it's like, gonna be some good content. I'm going to do it with my girlfriend. Because my girlfriend loves Drake. That'd be some crazy. And I'm going to just pull it up and be like, babe, Drake is on my live right now. What? Like, look, babe, say what's up. <laughs> say what's up, yo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yo, that'd be hilarious. I'm definitely going to do that. I might drop that bread. Ethan, you might see my payment information come through. But I love that. Um, okay, so AI live streaming apps. Check. Next topic is Apple Vision Pro. And is Apple Vision Pro a flop? First and foremost, I can be honest with you. All I know about Apple Vision Pro is that a few weeks ago, I guess they launched a few weeks ago. And the reason why I'm assuming they launched a few weeks ago is because I don't know I've been seeing a shit ton of content of people like walking into stores with their Apple Vision Pro headsets on, uh, typing or fake typing. I don't know. Um, yeah, which it doesn't support, which, which is it, freaking hilarious. Which is it's not how you use it. Which it is <laughs> which is hilarious because that's gonna go into the what I think. Apple did um, is I saw people on the subway doing that, like typing with their Apple yeah. Vision Pros on and shit, and like going through subway stations in New York or walking around LA or like at Erewhon with it on at like nice grocery stores in LA. So that's the only reason why I know that the product launched. Now, number two, what I think happened or what I think is happening is I think Apple is hiring influencers or like people to create content, fake content, of them utilizing the product. Because I don't think that you can type. And I saw like 20 videos of people taking people like just, you know, sitting at the subway stop doing that. So I think there got to be some type of marketing scheme going on behind doors, behind closed doors, getting people to like pretend like they're utilizing the product and obsessed with it. Um, Because that's how I became aware of it. I've seen a lot of viral videos about it. It, I didn't even hear from Apple that they dropped it. I just saw it so on TikTok. So they did the event when they dropped the the iPhone, the new iPhone. Mm-hmm. They did that event in September. So that's when it like was launched. Mm-hmm. Now you could pre-order like a couple weeks after that. And then they actually shipped it like two or three weeks ago. Gotcha. Okay. So that's why everybody got online and was doing it. Now this product is like three and a half grand, thirty five hundred bucks, I think, mm-hmm. three grand, something like mm-hmm. that. It's expensive, mm-hmm. right? Like that. The fact that you have one is just like is the same as having a cyber truck. Like it's just a clout type of thing. Right? You have money, or you're dumb. One of the or two. you're dumb. Either way, you have clout uh-huh. because you forked up, you know, four thousand dollars for a digital for a product. product. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that is apparently subpar, according to Zuckerberg. Um, so that's like the whole thing about it. Now people are like creating content around it because it's like you get, you want to show off your clout. Mm-hmm. You want to like, and you're just, you also want to troll people a little bit too. Right. Cause it's like, they don't know, you know, and they're probably never going to know yeah, <laughs> how it actually works. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just making stupid, stupid stuff around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the same thing as the guy in the Tesla who's like typing with the Vision Pro on mm-hmm. and the car self driving. It's like it's just like easy memeable content for people that are okay. just trying Makes to flex sense. online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's some, I, that would be crazy, but to me, I just think like the product itself is so memeable, and like the fact that it, like you can't really do that with a Meta Pro Quest because it's only a couple hundred bucks, but with the Vision Pro, it's like yeah, it's you know four grand. Like gotcha. I gotta flex. Right, right. I gotta stun on people. It's like a. It's like somebody buying a G-Shock versus a Rolex. You buy a G-Shock, you're not really just going to be out here flexing it. No. For real. You buy a Rolex, you're going to be in your next photo this weekend like like Every this. photo. Yeah. Every time the camera's on, you got your wrist in your wrist face. Wrist in your face. Like, brother, yeah. do you need to cough? Yeah. Yeah. You sick, bro? You got you're right. on? Got an infection? <laughs> so what I think is funny is I want to watch that video that you tagged about Zuckerberg giving his opinion on Apple Vision Pro. Um Essentially, what Zuck says in this uh, probably about two-minute Instagram video that he published is that (laughs) everything that Apple Vision Pro claimed it was going to be amazing at is subpar compared to Quest. So what he does admit is that the, uh, what is it, quality of the image, um, when still, is better right it's high quality but he then goes on to say everything else is subpar he's like okay but if you move there's like a motion blur that we don't have with quest um when it comes to uh this then there's the then it's, it's not, not as, as good as it's not as comfortable not i'm su- he's like i'm super surprised that a four thousand dollar product you know could you know have so many subpar um aspects to it compared to our product which is actually affordable and i was like okay Zuck, just, you just got on here to hate. Like, I mean, which you got on here to roast. And one thing I want to say about Zuck, which cracks me up, is Zuckerberg is. Have you ever watched like his old clips from when he was like twenty twenty one, and then like watch him now? He definitely heavily gives robot now, but like robot that's like talking to a five year old in a kindergartner class. Like, do you ever listen to how he talks? Yeah. Now I don't know. Maybe this is He's like got a very monotone cadence. Yes, but maybe it's like something his. Uh, I don't know, communication coach told him it's better, people listen better, like you got to speak in this tone or whatever. But like I was watching, uh, because he published something talking about it's been 20 years since I launched this product and then he has like a clips of him at like 21 or whatever and I'm just like, he was so much more energetic, like yeah, like when I did that and then I did this and I was like, yeah. And then now he's like, and ladies, you must understand that the glasses... When you like to put these glasses on, the water of the ocean, and I'm like, brother, like, you, you vo- it's just a complete change. Like if you, like, sped it up to, like, 1.25 or 1.5, it would sound more natural. More natural and similar to what he sounded like back in the day, it's but like right now, like, very monotone and very slow, so like very robust. like 0.75 speed. Exactly, know? and I don't know if it's intentional somebody told him to do that. I mean, it is a lot easier to listen to him talk, I won't lie, but... I think he's trying to like be very intentional about his words, mm-hmm. so he doesn't get caught up saying something, something that gets, gets him canceled. Context <laughs> that gets him canceled. He's Shout worth. Out. He's worth a lot. Yeah, he's he'll be just fine. He's worth seventy billion. He will so. be fine. Uh, Zuck actually posted a video testing out the uh, what was the product? Was it Quest? There was a product before Quest that they had that was like interacting in the metaverse or whatever yeah they have two of them but yeah. yeah anyways it was him uh like showing examples of that product with my brother's music in the background so shout out to that Sick. anyways continue 
Um, yeah. So, you know, like everybody's kind of returning them cause they're like, it just, it's super clunky. It doesn't, it's not comfortable to wear. You got to have it plugged in. There's like this wire. Um, it's just, I spent three grand on this thing. The battery life's like two hours. Like it just sucks. Right. It's like not many people's expectations. So the whole thing is, is like, is this product a flop? Did Apple, are they, are they going to be the leader in the, you know, spatial computing as they're calling it? headgear space is that going to be a new lane that apple is going to dominate in the future as of right now no i think that the product itself the industry of spatial computing itself has flopped in every product that's dropped from every company that's tried to launch a product in this space i don't think facebook's killing it i don't think people are really buying or loving that product it's a lot cheaper so they might sell more units but in terms of usability, like if they could track how many people are using this, you know how many of those Quest products I just see sitting around people's houses oh, yeah. for like months, never touched they again? use them like an hour a week, maybe. An hour a week or an hour a month. Like they're, I think that whole space is overhyped. I think the only pl- way we get there, number one, is if they turn everything that they're providing, like all the little, uh, I don't know, attributes of these things in a literal Ray-Ban glass, like the standard sunglasses. Which they do have. Facebook does have with Meta. You haven't seen those? Mm-mm. The yeah. ones that, well, I know they're by Ray-Ban, but the by Ray-Ban ones I've seen are still big. I'm talking about like straight up sunglasses. That's, yeah, they're like regular sunglasses. That's what they look like. Okay. I ain't yeah. seen those yet. Saw my target. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What do those do? Uh, it's just basically like ChatGPT style stuff. I don't think you can do like full on spatial computing with it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'll have to check that out, watch some clips on that. It's but I think that in your eyes, man. I, yeah, I really just think that whole space is trash. Not going anywhere. I might be completely wrong, but here's my bet for the next decade. Spatial computing, uh metaverse, uh what else do they call it? What are some other words for like uh VR. A, m- m- some m- VR, multi AR. multi no, multi Yeah, whatever, anything. Everything in that space where you got to put glasses on your head and be in a different world or do any type of computing with glasses on your face, going to zero. Anyways. Yeah. Trash. Yeah, I think Apple just shipped it and they were like, you know what? If we can make a product that people will buy, at least developers can work on it and figure out like what the use case is. Mm -hmm. Like here's the API, here's the software developer kit, here's what you can freaking like touch and manipulate and you know, build on top of this, we'll build the infrastructure, you know, you can build on top of this, we'll build roads, so you can build cars and trucks and, you know, all the rest of that stuff, right? And then you guys, we can really figure out what the use case is for the spatial computing space. I feel like that's probably the lane in general is like, you know, how a lot of businesses say, like, don't, don't like try to, don't try to build like the, the, I don't know what the gold mine or something like build the shovel that's used to get there or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Some shit like that. I was like, I don't know how that whole space works in general, but if there is some like infrastructure to make that whole lane 10 X better, I think companies should really be focused on creating that so that everyone else can build the product that goes on top of it. Like the physical product that goes on top of it. Going to make a lot more money. You can't get hated on. Um, You build the infrastructure, you build it. They come. As they say, but anyways, I don't understand that space enough to talk on it, but I think it's going to zero. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, I think about it a lot and I think about it as like, you know, it's going to be the advancement from phones. Like we're going to have headsets on and and eyewear 
for me personally, I think it's going to be a combination of some sort of wrist device along with some sort of headpiece. So that you can interact with that. It'll pop up. Like you can see a display. You, know, you kind of use this as like the screen per se. And then the, the vision goggles, whatever, amplify that for you. So you can like look at your wrist and just see like a whole screen, right? Or just use it by itself. But. I, th- I, I hear you. I think a lot more like I guess low level of that. I think of like a, ri- a wristwatch, you know what I'm saying? And it projects your phone onto your hand, onto your hand. and then you just, yeah, and do a thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't even need to hold it at your ear. You probably got some AirPods for it, just, mm. and then just be done. Or if you need to send a quick text, just press this button, it pulls up a screen, like kind of like holographed on your, on your hand, on essentially. Your hand That's like where I think something would work. I think people are looking for small, compact, easy, like, doesn't require i think people are going away from having heavy products in their pockets and on their heads and big ass backpacks and more towards like how can i fit as much things as possible into as as small and compartmentalized space as possible just pop some contacts in and be done with it exactly essentially i think is except i don't know how people are going to feel about that i mean better than also we never talked about Neuralink in general yo that guy that guy did it I don't even know what what it does. All I know is they put a chip in somebody's brain and he safely recovered. That's all I know. That's all I got from here. But I need to look that up. Like got an AI chip in his. his So what does that do? Can you just think about like, yeah, like it's like it's just instant, right? You don't have to like do stuff. It'll just syncs. I think it syncs with devices too, right? Hell no, I don't understand that shit. We're gonna have to Google that. Everyone who knows about Neuralink. Drop a comment in the YouTube section. We need to. We'll cover that next time. Yeah, next time because that's crazy. Anyways, um. Where are we going from there? Uh, there was a few things that Zuck said that I kind of wanted to touch on, that, what you wrote down there. So price versus quality. First and foremost, I love I, I love the power of Apple's brand. So Amazing. basically, face, uh, Zuck was talking about, you know, like for such a powerful brand to launch a product that like this expensive, I would, you know, hope that there would yeah. be more Meet expectations. Meet expectations. But in my head, it's like, bruh, the fact that they can get mad people to purchase a product like this. For several grand. For several grand with Learn. It's basically, uh, what is it? What do they call it? A-B testing? It's basically like A-B testing and they can do it. And they're not going to take a a loss, actually. They might take a loss on that. They took pre-orders for it. They took pre-orders. we need to make? Exactly. Number one. And then number two. They're, they got sick profits yeah. <laughs> and a sick savings. And then number three, like their brand brand power and the clout behind just owning one of these or the desire to purchase is so heavy because of... Because the, of the brand. Because of the brand. Like, give me one negative thing that's come out about like the Apple brand that like has actually been like rough on Apple. I personally can't think of it. <laughs> Even the backlash that they do take is just, like, doesn't even matter. Like, they got backlash from the EU about, like, not having, like, open source, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't, like, sideload apps from other marketplaces in there. But, like, nobody was talking about that. Everybody was talking about F- uh, Facebook and data and, yes. like, data privacy. Privacy. Like everyone yeah. was talking about that. Everyone talks about suicide rates of children in Facebook. Mm-hmm. 
Like nobody's, nobody's really talking <laughs> about the fact that Apple's gatekeeping the app store and taking thirty percent of everything. Right. That comes nobody's talking about how the iPhone was the oncoming of everything anyway. It's like yeah. like yeah. their brand is so strong they can do whatever they want. They're like they're gonna like stage a, a coup and take over America and people are gonna be like, Oh. Oh yeah. It's okay. <laughs> like people love Apple, man. Anyways. Um you were talking about how you you were gonna break down Tesla Roadsters and how like the benefit of charging a high price for a specific product and like the how you can use the funds from that to yeah. fund something better. Alex Cromosi talks about this a lot as well too. Yeah, and it's something I've been thinking about in the personal training space, which I'll break down after you break down the the Roadster. So thing. the idea is is you build like a really like a top tier top end model, right? You build like the best most expensive thing that you can possibly think of. That's just so high value that you can charge a lot of money for it. And that's what Elon did with the Tesla Roadster. He charged $250,000 for the Roadster and used that money to fund what is now known as Tesla to make cars that you can buy for $50,000 that compete, that are, that are great cars. Like aside from what everybody says, they're great cars that are built here in America Right, they're American-made cars that you can get an American tax credit for. Of, I think you can get up to in Kansas at least the state total plus the federal total comes out to like ten grand, right? So you can get ten grand off the purchase price of your car because it's electric and it's made here in America. And you know, he did that so that he had funds. You know, you got four customers, boom, you made a million bucks. All right, cool. You know, we're making like fifty percent profit on all of that. Let's go use that money to go build the infrastructure to make more affordable cars. And then from there, we'll go from the top 1% and go down to the top 10%, then top 25%, then then the middle 50%, right? Which is kind of where they're at right now. It, it's a great business model and a great way to build capital and have your earliest customers be your, 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 your funding, right? You don't have to go take investment funding. You don't have to go take out a loan. You can just have really expensive customers and use that to, to grow the company. Now, does Apple need to do that? <laughs> no, they don't, right? So that's what gives me the idea that they were like, we need to just push something out there and just ship something so that we're in the space. We'll lay, leave this infrastructure out so the developers can build on top of it and we'll figure it out. We kind of saw that with the Apple Watch, right? The Apple Watch came out in 2015. They had a lot of weird, clunky features on it. Like one of the main things was like a friends page. And it was like, oh, here are all your friends. You can just like instantly contact them. Or like you can send people like your your heartbeat or like like you know, you can do forced touch and like have all these cool features. The that stuff's not the main reason why people have Apple Watches now. Apple figured out that people were like really using this as a fitness device. They're like, okay, scrap all of that. We're gonna go in on the heartbeat monitor, we're gonna go in on the step counter, we're gonna go in on the calorie tracking, and, and we're just going to go in all on fitness. And once they did that, the sales just went up and up and up. And now it's like three out of four people, I think, that buy an Apple Watch are like first-time Apple Watch buyers. Like they completely crushed it after they were like, they cut all the the crap that they thought would work and really honed in on what people wanted. And I think you're going to see the same thing here with Vision Pro if we can really get user adoption. Me personally, I don't think the market's really ready for spatial computing and and clunky headsets. I think there's a lot of eye strain and like... We're just not there yet, right? People aren't accustomed to it. We think it's a little weird. We may see smaller products that kind of leap us there, especially with like GPT products and like integrating that with eyewear. 
Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to see where this goes. Right. I think, I think it's, I think the, the verdict here is that it's, it's a failed instant success. Does that mean it's not going to come out on top eventually? No. But as of it stands right now, no, it, it failed as an instant success and, and that's okay. Mm. The, the great things take time to build. All right. It's the learning. It's the learning that happens from it. And when you, Long term, later down the line, you'll realize like an interview will come out in like 15 years that like the CEO of Apple is like, yeah, that was just a, we weren't trying to make no bread. That was just for us to learn. Yeah. And, and put something out there for us to test. Everyone thought we had failed, but really it was the building blocks for what we built massively in 2035. You know what I'm saying? So I think uh, one thing that I want to talk about next time around that I think more people should look into is how Apple Watch's destroyed uh, a, a section a section of the watch industry oh the whole thing yeah destroyed a whole entire section of the watch industry outside of companies like Rolex and uh what's that other one a AP and uh paddock yeah uh, and then there's one other one that's there's a few others that are really popular outside of like the luxury luxury ones like the mid market and and uh, entry level watch industry was just fucked by Apple watches. Yeah, something we should talk about at a later date. But um, okay, so time travel. What was the time? Do you remember what the time travel? The future? Oh, the time travel Apple Watch feature. Do you remember do you what a, that was? You know, time machine moves. Mm-mm. Apple has this uh, feature called Time Machine, where you can like literally like, okay, today is February sixteenth. I want to see where my Mac was at on like January 2nd at like 2.47 p.m. And like you can just take it there and like that's the instance. Like it's really great if you do like high-level production stuff. Mm. You just want to take your like computer back to a time where you're like, okay, before I did this project and completely fucked everything, let me take it back. So that, that was kind of the same concept just with your Apple Watch, like, but not like in a sense of like all your data, but more like, oh, let me take it back to like what the weather was or like what I was doing on my calendar Kind of like a memories style thing. Interesting. Totally killed it. They don't use it anymore. Interesting. Interesting. Even more interesting. Imagine you're, what would you do if you were like, I don't know, 30,000 feet in the air, um, sitting in a seat, and you're like eating one of those shitty ass microwavable, lunchable things that they give you in an airplane, and you're like listening to, you know, Sam Parr and Sean Purry and your AirPods. And you're just like trying to vibe, you know? And then boom! The door, the freaking half of the plane, freaking the whole entire window section of Emergency the plane just just disappears. Off with your AirPods, off with your half-baked meal. Yeah. Off with your backpack. Yep. Yeah. iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, if you weren't holding on to it, it's gone. <laughs> yep. There was, there was one found. The it's gone. There was definitely one that flew out the window. Out in the field, yeah. Uh, imagine that if that happened to you, though. Well, for some people in the world, it has happened to them. And more specifically, individuals who were flying on Boeing airplanes. Can you please break down what the fuck I'm talking about? Yeah. So Boeing had a specific model of plane that was having some 737s. issues. 737s. 737s that were having issues. I think it's even more specific than a 737. There's like a submodel to that too. But uh, the emergency door was having some issues with the bolts, I think. Boeing 737 MAX 9. Thank you, yeah. So they were having some issues with the bolts on there. And I guess this specific plane that had it ripped off had like gone into uh, get, get repaired. 
and it was thought to be repaired. And you're 16,000 feet in the air, and that's not the case. And off you go. So, um, yeah, like there's just a whole uh, thing going on with recalls on those specific models. They're going through, and like they're not allowed to fly until they get checked. Yeah, and at that moment, I decided, I'll say, I ain't getting in these goddamn airplanes. I'm doing Airbus only. Airbus only. Airbus yeah. only, swear to God. That was a uh, Air Alaska uh, plane that was flying out of Portland, I think they just like immediately turned around after that happened. Mm. Yep. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't like flying, then maybe you should start taking Amtrak's. Maybe you should start driving. I know an individual who takes Amtrak's only across the country because he's fearful of flying, as am I after seeing all these Boeing things. So, Airbus, I'm coming your way. Um, and with that being said, we're getting ready to take flight out of this podcast for today. Is there anything specifically that you wanted to touch on before we land the plane and shut the shit down? Uh, Beyonce has a Twitch account, guys. What's up? Why? Beyonce also dropped a country album. Yes. Yeah. Beyonce is also a queen. Yeah. Well, check it out. I mean, she's got a Twitch account. Ooh, no content yet. We're not going to talk about it today, but we should have broke down the Kanye West uh, marketing setup, the $7 million uh, ad, yeah. how he, man. Did you listen to the album? I have not. Vultures. So good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I give it a solid seven. Yeah. We're going to go listen to that. Five-star review. Subscribe on YouTube. Share with a friend. We'll be back next week. Thank <laughs> you.